Hi, my name's Rob Pine. I am the champion of the underdog. Thank you for coming to my new podcast, which you will hear regularly. I'll be talking to my friends, Anthony Mick, and anyone else who listens about all this shit that is going down. Hello, thrill seekers from around the world. I have been able to hunt out the best reading of the week, in my view. It's from Counterpunch, and it's entitled The Nazification of the Republican Party by Loretta J. Ross. After World War II, the Nazis who helped Hitler rise to power and murder millions of people, including at least six million Jews, were put on trial to send a warning to the world. Not all of them faced the judicial process, but enough were not protected by their high status, official officers, or claims of innocence and patriotism. Power through violence was the only language they spoke. Not justice, not freedom, and they were held accountable. These criminals faced a trial at Nuremberg so momentous that the disgraced word Nazi is forever attached to those who participated in and enabled their horrific crimes. After the war, Germany banned Nazi flags and neo-Nazis. In fact, the only way that Nazi paraphernalia got into Germany was through smuggling from other countries such as the United States, like from Nazi propagandist Gerhard Lerch in Nebraska, the man called Farmbelt Führer, who served four years in a German prison for distributing banned pro-Nazi materials throughout Europe. I know this because I teach a course on white supremacy at Smith College that focuses on anti-Semitism, anti-black racism, and the many intersecting components of white supremacist ideology. After more than 30 years of organising and teaching about fascism as a black feminist activist and academic, I know the destructive influence of these noxious ideas and I teach young people how to interpret and resist them. Global contempt for the word Nazi is a lesson for us today in the United States after the attempted criminal coup at the US Capitol on January 6, 2021. Anyone identified as sympathetic, supportive, or financing these seditious acts that attempted to deny the peaceful transfer of power in our country should be treated with the same public condemnation that the Nazis received after World War II. This includes Nazified people in Congress, in the media, in universities, in regular jobs and throughout society because fascism is not the fevered dream of one delusional man. Trump is a white supremacist. That he is also a deranged narcissist is really incidental. The Republicans are a morally bankrupt political party that supported a deranged president who bought this fragile, evolving democracy to the brink of extinction simply because they can't stand the glacially slow and righteous empowerment of people of colour and any limits on their power to amass an immoral amount of wealth. To paraphrase noted black educator Vincent Harding, we are citizens of a country that has yet to be realised. The Republican brand as legitimate political party will be forever associated with far-right ideologies including neo-Nazis and neo-Confederates. These so-called respectable leaders 
coddled and stoked a white supremacist insurrection by Trump for the past four years. Their transactional opportunism enabled Confederate flags to be defiantly paraded in the US Capitol, a shame not even achieved during the Civil War. They prove they don't want to share a pluralistic democracy with other political parties and interests. If Republicans can't permanently dominate this country with a demographic, demographically shrinking number of angry white people, they proved they are ready to blow it up, figuratively and literally. Now they want us to rush to forgiveness and reconciliation and ignore, the that, and ignore that truth and accountability come first in achieving this healing. Hitler led an insurrection against the German government in 1923 and was sentenced to five years jail, served one and used that leniency to commit the Holocaust. Never forget that premature forgiveness before accountability is dangerous. Fascists are violent because of who they are, not what we do. Like the ordinary Germans who underestimated the Nazis and thought they were just another political party on the right. Germans who weren't Nazis passively went about their normal affairs by denying the realities of their Jewish neighbours, all for the sake of unity. Republicans are no longer entitled to exist as a legitimate political party because this authoritarian backlash has been building since the new civil rights laws were passed in 1964 and 1965 in response to white racist violence captured on TV that required the National Guard to quell. Then President Lyndon Johnson predicted that most white people would flee the Democratic Party to join the pro-segregationist, anti-feminist and anti-gay political movement of George Wallace, Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan. Every undemocratically selected Republican president since the 1960s, by an electoral college designed to be disenfranchising, has failed to repudiate this neo-fascist wing of their party. I'm through giving Republicans the benefit of the doubt after 50 years. The term Nazi is not even strong enough to convey the opprobrium and disgust human rights activists feel for those who brazenly claim they are simply patriots with different opinions. From the White House to the Congress to the streets, they declared war on our democracy. They are seditionists, co-conspirators and neo-Nazis hiding in plain sight who choose to use whatever power, platforms and microphones they have to overturn this system of government. Their apparent goal is an apartheid-like system in which an embattled minority of people rule over millions of people who oppose them. We must send an unmistakable signal that this will not be toler tolerated when a more competent neo-fascist state seeks to gain permanent power in the Congress or White House in the future. I'm calling them American Nazis who adapted the playbook of the Third Reich. Trump may be gone, but Trumpism is not. As House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said, they prioritised whiteness over democracy. 
This is highlighted by their implacable attack on voting rights. Republicans who encourage this dangerous resurrection of fascism are already trying to erase what happened or describe it as simply a First Amendment protest. These apologists try to launder their shredded reputations, should be denied jobs, media opportunities, publishing contracts, as well as other opportunities to spread their contempt for democracy. As philosopher Karl Popper once observed in 1945, in order to maintain a tolerant society, that society must be intolerant of intolerance. We must be open. A democratic society against these forces of fascism, disguised as a respectable Republican Party that encouraged a white supremacist insurrection that seeks to rule like kings above the law. They see calls for unity and civility as weakness, as all fascists do. They take advantage of an open society to undermine the incremental progress of the 20th century in race, gender, citizenship, national and international relations. For over a century, they've proven they can't be trusted with military power, disrupting other democracies by fermenting wars with low intensity conflicts around the world, they have killed millions of people. They are unable to accept the complexity of a multicultural and multiracial globalized world. So they stew in their resentment and fight every effort to democratize the privilege and benefits our world has. They are the nat natural demise, they are at the natural demise of a political party that sought to hold on to power through a web of lies to their followers to enrich a small cabal of people. America's tattered global reputation is at stake in this unending civil war. Instead of denouncing the traitors in 1865, we allowed them to be rehabilitated and enshrined in monuments across the country. Will our descendants look back and see that we flinched yet again when it was time to hold insurrectionists accountable? If not, we'll have the shortest reconstruction in history. Our commitment to human rights, just laws, social welfare, global peace and democratic governance is what authoritarians seek to undermine through abuse of the concept of freedom. We should call them all American Nazis and prevent them from hiding behind mealy mouth words because they've shown us who they are. Now, we must believe them. Um, I hope I did that credit. I, I struggled a little bit there, but Loretta J. Ross has co-written three books on, Republican, on, on reproductive justice. Uh, Undivided Rights, Women of Colour Organising for Reproductive Justice, Reproductive Justice and Introduction and Racial and Sorry Radical Reproductive Justice Foundations Theory Practice Critique. Her current book, Calling In the Calling Out Culture, is forthcoming in 2021. And I thought that was a great uh, article she penned there that's published in Counterpunch. And uh, I'd encourage you to subscribe to Counterpunch. And why not chip in $20 a year? Uh, it's worth it to support this uh, fine institution of. Uh, of um, radical progressive writing. Okay, thanks again and uh
It's great to have you all with us. Let's spread the word. Please uh, tell people about the podcast and um, and let's champion uh, all fellow progressives during 2021. Thank you.